Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. 5-2 final, Sabres roll the Leafs. I know that uh, feels good for Sabre fans. There hasn't been a lot of great things over the 75 games, but the last month and a half has been good. But if there's been one thing that really has been good, it's been the season series uh, with the Leafs that uh, Buffalo take uh, after this 5-2 win tonight as we uh, welcome you here inside the postgame show. Brian Colziel with you. Coming up, Paul Hamilton is on his way to the Sabres dressing room at Scotiabank Arena, so we'll have some player interviews, including Owen Power. We'll also have Don Granato and his post-game comments. We'll get Paul's take on the game. Uh, we'll run you through all the stats and scores. Looking forward to hearing from Power here coming up in just a little bit as uh, he has a very, very solid debut. That obviously was the story coming into the game, Owen Power making his debut and how would he perform. And, you know, overall, we look at what Power did tonight uh, he played just 10 seconds short of 20 minutes, was a plus two, credited with a hit, a block shot, and no giveaways. That's a, a pretty solid opening night for him. Uh, in the four-on-four -four play in the first period, looked very smooth, not only getting up into the offensive zone, but also getting back to break up a two-on-one. So uh, kudos and uh, solid marks for Owen Powers on night one. And part of why I think Power played well was that his – partner played extremely well. Henry Yokiharu, I thought one of his had one of his best games of the season. Uh picked up an assist, was a plus 2 as well. Four block shots for him. He broke up a couple of real nice opportunities uh, while the Leafs were putting on pressure. Three hits in the game. He played almost almost 24 minutes uh, out there killing penalties as well for three and a half and I thought obviously uh you know Don Granado says, "Look, I got I got to put a guy here with Owen Power." that I know that can make it as easy as possible for him uh, on night one in the National Hockey League and uh, going with Yoki Haru, that's good. Okay, what did that mean? Well, Yoki Haru then obviously, and Darlene gets split up. Darlene playing on his offside. What does he do? Well, he scores, has an assist, two points. He's a plus one, three shots on goal, four hits, a couple of breakups as well. He looked very solid. So just put Darlene anywhere, and uh, he seems to be successful. So... Uh, him and Samuelson together. So now that's two nice, solid pairs 
Power and Yoki Haru, Darlene and Samuelson. We'll see if maybe they stay together uh, going forward, at least uh, for the remaining games. Obviously, uh, we're down to single-digit games left, but for the remaining portion of the season, uh, does Don Granado keep them together? I'm guessing, you know, obviously going into Thursday's game against St. Louis, uh, we'll see that sort of pairing matchup. But obviously a very solid night for the Sabres. The top line contributes. The power play contributes. Special teams dominate. Two goals on the power play for Buffalo. And the penalty kill against the very dangerous Leafs power play. Uh, Toronto goes 0 of 5. So uh, very solid marks there for the special teams. And, uh, you know, Tage doing what Tage does. And Anderson with some timely saves, for sure, against a team that we know has a ton of weapons and that can put the puck in the net at any moment. And uh, it does feel a little sweeter against the Leafs. In Toronto, even better, right? Buffalo's uh, done a really nice job in their wins this year against Toronto. Twice they've dominated a 5-1 win in Toronto to early March, a 5-2 win tonight in Toronto, and then, of course, the outdoor game win as well in Hamilton. That officially was a home game, but, you know, it was basically all Leafs fans. So uh, a lot of disappointing Leafs fans going home uh, tonight. I'm sure Sabre fans take a little of joy in that. Of course, Toronto fans, they'll be watching their team in the playoffs. Could we get Buffalo in the first round when they make it against Toronto? That would be fun. But nevertheless, you know, tonight's about Owen Power. Good, solid debut for him. And uh, his partner, I thought, maybe had one of his best games of the season, Henry Yokiharu, in uh, Buffalo's 5-2 win. So we'll get player interviews coming up. As I said, Don Granato, Paul Hamilton, all the way. But uh, let's take you through the highlights here. Hear how Dan and Rob called it for you here along the way. As the Sabres and the Leafs go at it from Scotiabank Arena. And one goal in period one, and it goes to Buffalo on the power play. It's Kyle Laposo with a nice high shot for his 19th of the year to put Buffalo up on the board first. Kyle Pozo, 10 to go on the man advantage for Buffalo. Fires it around the boards. Far side, it'll be kept in. Dolene, no one-timer, gives it back. Here's a chance for Pozo, scores! Oh, the veteran loves to shoot from that spot, and he does it again. And Buffalo is on top, 1-0 in Toronto. Kyle Pozo's 19th. Olofsson, Dolene assisting, 7.25 into the game on the power play. Buffalo with the one nothing lead. That's where we stood after one. Toronto, though, early second, getting back in it, and a uh, couple of breaks off the back wall and off of Anderson, and we've got a tie game early second. Nylander back to the line. Lilligren will play it to the middle. Morgan Riley across to Nylander shot. Off the backboards, they score. Lilligren comes down low, and off the boards, it comes right to him, and he beats Anderson. We're tied at one. Timothy Lilligren with his fourth from Nylander and Riley 209 into the first, or sorry, into the second, and a 1-1 game. Later in the period, nearing the halfway mark on the power play, Buffalo back there, and right off the bench come Tuck and Thompson, and it's Tuck feeding Tage for another quick shot, and his 33rd of the year puts Buffalo back in front. Here's Thompson scores! TNT Tage Thompson with 10.49 remaining in period number two, and the Sabres are back on top 2-1. to 9-11 into the second, Thompson's 33rd from Tuck and Yoki Haru. Power play goal, 2-1 Buffalo, and uh, that was the score through two periods of play. A uh, big stop from Anderson and a little help from the post late in that period when the Leafs could have tied it, a big scramble in the crease 
Uh, puck went off the post and then eventually underneath some bodies, including Anderson, and uh, that kept the score 2-1 after 2. Into the third, here's where Buffalo starts taking over a wild sequence that eventually ends up on the stick of Jeff Skinner to put Buffalo up by two. Back the other way comes Tuck inside the Toronto line. Tuck bouncing in front of Hall. Tuck keeps it, spins it across. Skinner scores! Skinner finishing off the passing play and the Buffalo Sabres up 3-1 in Toronto. That's your game winner, 409 into the third, Tuck setting him up. That play was pretty wild. So Skinner actually turned it over in the sequence, which led to a two-on-one the other way for the Leafs. Then Yoki Haru broke up the two-on-one. The Sabres go the other way. Tuck goes in, looks to shoot, goes around toward more toward the wall, spins, makes a pass to Skinner, who fires at home. So uh, a nice... Kind of a way to make up for the Skinner turnover, which initially led to the rush the other way, which came back the other way. And, yes, Tuck fed Skinner for his 31st of the season. That's the game winner. And that mouthful for me is our play of the game. Brought to you by Seneca Sports Lounge. Bet on Buffalo with Seneca Resorts and Casinos. So 3-1 Buffalo. They keep it going just a little over a minute later. A great feed from Olofsson. When everybody thinks he's going to shoot, Darlene creeps in down low. His 10th of the year puts Buffalo up 4-1. Carrying it across the line is Darlene. Asplund at the point. Victor Olofsson's found some room. Near side, Darlene scores! What a pass! Finding Rasmus Darlene and the Buffalo Sabres 4-1. Leading the Maple Leafs in Toronto. Darlene at 5.43, his 10th from Olofsson and Asplund. 4-1 Buffalo. As the Sabres continuing to roll there. But Toronto pushing back a little. And this one just barely gets over the line. Alex Kerfoot gets his 13th to cut the Buffalo lead back to two. Riley, far circle. Kerfoot walks in. Shot blocked. Goes to the goal line. I don't know if it went in. The referee. I don't know if he's called a goal or not. But all the in-arena entertainment's going off like it did cross the line. Yeah, I think it did, Dan. Initially, usually when the when the referee sees the puck going in, he points at the net with one arm, kind of point, point, point. But he put both arms out as if to say, like, it didn't go in. You know, like an umpire would do to say safe, puts, spreads the arm out. That's why I thought maybe it was it was not in. But then the replay clearly showed that it did go in. Kerfoot's I think when 13th. they make that signal, it's actually a washout so that it, it kind of leaves it open so they can make a decision from so there. So they can, yeah. It, uh... And then the the whistle was blown too while the puck was still loose. So right. interesting uh, that they didn't let the play continue because if it didn't go in, Toronto obviously could have been arguably upset because puck's still loose. But nevertheless, it counted. I guess uh, credit the guy with the horn and the goal song. They were on it. They knew it went in at 8:53. Kerfoot with his 13th. That made it 4-2. But despite the Toronto pressure down the stretch. A couple of huge saves from Craig Anderson after a Krebs giveaway with 9.22 to go. I thought that was a monster save. Uh, Buffalo sealing it into the empty net. Rasmus Asplund uh, at 17.42. Banks it off the boards. Marner touching it back. Good pressure on the puck by Asplund. Empty net. Scores! Rasmus Asplund. Talk about being rewarded for the hard work you put in every single shift. That's number 74, and it's 5-2 Buffalo. 
Asplund seventh gave Buffalo a 5-2 lead, and that is your final 5-2. Dan Dunleavy there with your highlights, which are brought to you by Jim Stakeout, celebrating 40 years of mouth-watering hoagies and chicken finger subs. All right, let's get you some final stats. Shots in the third were 10-10. They end up 28-26 in favor of Buffalo. Special teams a huge factor tonight. The Leafs' dangerous power play, 0 for 5. Buffalo doing a great job there. And the power play coming through with two goals uh, on a 2 for 4 night. In net, Craig Anderson picks up the win. 24 saves on 26 shots. Eric Schalgren, the loss. 27 shots, 23 saves. Buffalo's 28th shot went into the empty net. Your three stars are all from Buffalo, not surprisingly. Anderson with the win, star number three. Tuck with a couple of assists, star number two. And Rasmus Dahlin, star number one. He got a goal uh, and an assist in this game as the Sabres win it 5-2 to two in front of 18,393 at Scotiabank Arena. The Sabres will play next Tuesday, I'm sorry, Thursday at home at KeyBank Center. 7 o'clock puck drop against the St. Louis Blues. The Blues, at last check, were winning in Boston, and they did win. Uh, they won 4-2 to tonight. Tarasenko had a couple of goals uh, for St. Louis. So they'll come in with a win uh, coming off of this game in Boston uh, Thursday night. Obviously an opportunity for Sabre fans to see Owen Power in person. There's not many home games left, guys, so if you want to see Power, uh, there's only four chances left. Thursday against St. Louis, Saturday against Philadelphia. The following week, there's only one home game on a Saturday afternoon against the Islanders, and then the last game of the season on April 29th against Chicago. Uh, that's RJ's final call as well. So uh, only four chances in person to see Owen Power, so if you're looking for something to do Thursday night, it might be uh, a good idea to come down and see the Sabres and the Blues. Okay, Paul Hamilton has gotten some interviews for us. We'll have those coming up. Don Granado's post-game comments. We'll get Paul's take as well. But a uh, solid night for the Sabres in Toronto. 5-2 to two the final. For all of our local affiliates at this time, we're going to say goodnight to you. If you want to keep listening to the post-game, go to WGR550.com. For all of you on our flagship in Buffalo on Sports Radio 550 here on WGR, more post-game coming up. Those player interviews, Granado, Paul Hamilton, all coming up. Final score from Toronto. Sabres 5, Leafs 2. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. 9.54, welcome back here. Buffalo Sabres postgame show following a 5-2 Buffalo win. Owen Power, very solid first night for him. He skates 19.50 of ice time. One hit, one shot blocked, no giveaways, a plus two. Let's hear from Power. How did night one go? As a National Hockey League player, here's Owen Power on the post game. So, Owen, how would you describe the emotions? What's going through your head during pregame warmups when you take that first lap? Um, I mean, just I think don't fall. So, um, but no, it was it was, it was pretty cool, um, cool moment. So, um, it was fun. It's like a lot of big games. Were you nervous at first shift, or were you pretty calm? As I said, because you've been in big games before. Yeah, I think I was I was pretty calm, but obviously there's going to be some nerves. So um, there there's definitely some, but not not too bad. Is this like turning one year older? And hockey is hockey, and it feels the same. Or did tonight feel different to you? Uh, I think I think it feels a little different. Um, I mean, the something you dream of as a kid all growing up. So 
um, it, it definitely was a little different. First if the faceoff comes back to you, you make a routine play. It ends with a power play. Matthew slips it off into the crowd. It just was there a, an element of you that able to relax a little? That first shift was in the book. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think once you get the first one out of the way, you kind of get into a rhythm. So um, I, I think it was kind of calm my nerves down, and um, a nice short one like that is is pretty easy. An early play when uh, Giordano was bearing down on you in two on one with Matthews and you broke it up. Can you kind of take us through that play? And did, did you realize you had you know the greatest goal scorer in the world and a Norris Trophy winner coming at you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I knew Matthews was on the other side of him, so I was I think more worried just not letting him get the puck. So um, that's kind of what was going through my head. You only have one practice with these guys, and they're basically mostly guys you don't know. Is that difficult to go play a hockey game, especially in the NHL, with guys you don't know? How, how did you mesh with them, not knowing them? Um, I mean, I think for me it was, it was no problem, really. Um, I mean, I've watched all those guys play before, so um, I feel like I know a pretty good sense of, of their tendencies. So, um, But at the end of the day, it's just playing hockey, so I didn't think it was too bad. You were previously asked what it was going to be like to face Matthews. You faced him a lot. What was it like? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty cool. Um, Someone I've watched since he's since he's been in the league and um, been been one of my favorite players to watch as a fan. So um, he, he was definitely impressive and just a lot of fun to be out be out there with him. Did, from, get, did you get the puck? Uh, did you get the puck when on the penalty kill when it came up and that, that rebound? Were you able to make contact? It looked like you did. Yeah, I got a little piece of it. Far from your first time playing NHL level talent, but now that you have 60 under your belt, what's the immediate selfie, Val? How do you feel you did? Uh, yeah, I, th I think it's a good a good start. I think um, I got a lot of a lot of room to, to expand my game. So um, for me, it was I think a good start to kind of get my toes wet. But um, I think I definitely could be a lot better. Looked like you really wanted to jump up a few times, and then it looked like maybe you found better of it. Or, or was that the case where you, you really wanted to jump up and said, no, 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 I'm going to get back? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'm someone who, who likes to go as much as I can, but um, obviously you got to manage it. And um, if the puck's probably not going to come to you, you kind of got to manage that and just sit back sometimes and um, just wait for the next one. How did you think the, the club managed the lead? I mean, there wasn't a lot of panic even when the Leafs got that second goal. I mean, what did you think just the way the team was composed? Uh, yeah, I thought we we did a good job. So, um, it, I, I thought we did a good job staying composed, like you said, and um, just kind of stay calm under pressure and, and make plays to to get us out. Did you see any friends and family in the stands? Uh, no, actually, I did. I think in warm up, I saw a couple, but um, hopefully, I'll be able to go see them right now. Clearly, this moment was not too big for you, and you played a really poised game. Like, uh, were you? You know, were you nervous at all, or did you approach it as just another game? Because it, it looked like you were handling it pretty well. Yeah, I think, like I said, the nurse, um, the first shift were there a little bit, but once you get into the flow of it and um, start kind of playing a regular shift, it, it's just hockey, so um, they went away pretty quick. Any of the guys have words of encouragement for you pregame? Yeah, I think all of them would just go out there, have fun, play your game. So um, it seemed like everyone was saying that. I think that helped. Did you think it was just going to be hockey? Um, no, I, I mean, I knew it was obviously going to be a step, but um, I think at the end of the day, it is just hockey, but against better players. What was it like to win? Uh, it, it was nice, so um, especially to get the first one out of the way. 
um, with a win, it, it's nice and a lot of fun. What's it, what's it like to have somebody like Rasmus Dahlin on your team went through being the number one pick, plays the same position as you do, and is still relatively young enough to ask the questions about that, not only on the ice, but what it entails off the ice as well? Yeah, I think he's someone that I'll probably um, lean on a lot. Like you said, he's he's been through um, this situation, and um, I think he's someone that I could go to and just if I got any questions, like you said, on the ice or off the ice, I think he's someone that um, I'll be able to lean on. Has Canada asked you about the World Championship yet? Do you intend on playing for Canada this year in the World Championship? Uh, I've, I haven't heard anything of it yet, so. Is there any one moment today where you're like, oh man, yeah, I think that first shift, um, especially playing at the Matthews line, I think that was um, kind of the biggest one. Thanks, Alex. Okay, there's Sabres' top pick, Owen Power, as uh, he, of course, makes his debut. Sabres win it by a score of 5-2, to two, and again, very solid. I mean, what, what else could you say about him in his debut? He's playing in his hometown, if you grew up in Canada, well, he grew up in Mississauga, so he grew up watching the Leafs. I mean, this is the biggest stage for him on the planet if you're a hockey player playing in the National Hockey League, making his debut. Uh, his parents were there. I know Rob said in the broadcast he thought maybe his grandmother was there too, so pretty cool moment for him to have that go on where he grew up in this area, gets to play in that building, and obviously his team plays very well, and he individually plays well in that 5-2 to two victory. Another player that played well, Alex Tuck, is where we go next. Let's go back to Scotiabank Arena. Paul Hamilton in the media with the Sabres forward. Here's Alex Tuck. Alex, what did you think of your new player? Uh, he seemed like he had a lot of poise out there, did Oh, yeah. Smooth poise. I mean, um, right away, there's no panic in his game. I feel like he's been in the league for 10 years already in his first game. So, he had a really nice uh, defensive play in the two-on-one early on and uh, had some really good... Um, uh, plays offensively, just moving the puck really well. Sees the ice super well. Uh, seems like a really easy game out there for him. So uh, it was a lot of fun to play with him. And it was he's a really nice kid. So it's uh, really good to be a part of his first NHL game. Not the easiest situation playing this game against the Leafs and close to his hometown. I mean, as a group, what would you guys do to just make sure that keep it loose, right? I mean, it's first NHL game, but still. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, we, we have a pretty loose locker room. We we keep it. Uh, light, but when we when it comes to game time, we're ready to go, and he fits right in the locker room. Like I said, he's a really nice kid. Um, well, uh, quiet so far. We'll probably we'll, we'll break him here shortly, but um, no, he he's very professional. He comes in, he's prepared to play, and um, we, no one really had to tell him anything different. Um, obviously, being a number one overall pick comes with its own pressure in itself, let alone having your first NHL game, but. He handled it, like I said, like a 10-year pro, and it's really good to see. And he's got a really bright future ahead of him, and he'll be a superstar in this league. What did you guys think of his two-on-one stuff? No, it was unbelievable. I mean, like I said, he sees the ice really well, but he defends really well, too. He doesn't give up much, and he's got a big, long stick, and he's a big body, so he's going to cover a lot of the ice. So it makes it a lot harder on the other team. So it's three convincing wins against the Toronto Maple Leafs this year. What, what is your guys' secret to playing so well against them? I, I think, uh, uh, I don't know, I, I think we've just got the upper hand. I think we've come to work, and uh, we've gotten a lot of energy, and I think we've had really good starts against them. Uh, I think I saw a stat early in the year that they, they're they one of the best first-period teams in the league, so 
Uh, that was a that was a big focal point for us is to try to stop them uh, from getting momentum in such an unbelievable building. Uh, that when the crowd gets behind them, uh, when they scored their second goal, you can see they had a lot of momentum, but we were able to keep putting pressure on them. And uh, Dallas and uh, Oli made a really nice play uh, for a big fourth goal there for us. Dalene and Joe Kihari and Samuelson and Power, you've got four defensemen really under the age of 22. What does that say organizationally? That's something not many teams have. It's, it's, it's got to be the youngest decor to ever step on the ice tonight. Uh, I feel like I think the oldest guys, Casey Fitzgerald, is 25. Um, but like I said, I mean, they're, they're, they might be young guys, but they get a lot, they're starting to get a lot of experience and they're playing with a lot of poise. They're playing together, they're playing confident, and it really gives us for our, our forward group a lot more confidence to really rely on them and uh, they've been playing really well in front of Andy who's also been playing well and uh, it's really good to see in this organization defense especially defensively has a really bright future Thank you, Alex. all right there's Sabre forward Alex Tuck Tuck picking up a couple of assists and second star honors in the Sabres 5-2 victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs Brian Colesio here on our Sabres postgame show Get to the injury report next, and it's brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Well, I would say good news on the injury front in the sense that uh, there was a moment where it looked as though Matias Samuelson maybe had gotten himself hurt. Uh, he blocked a Matthew shot, I would say, late second period and limped to the bench it did at one point go down the tunnel. I don't know if he officially went to the room or not. I know Paul Hamilton during the intermission thought maybe he was just walking it off, which I guess would make sense. Uh, but then Samuelson returned. So good news there on the injury report. If See, obviously, uh, when Don Granado speaks here in a few minutes, uh, if there's anything more to that. But uh, Samuelson uh, returning to the game. Good news on the injury report. Okay, speaking of head coach Don Granado, here he is from Toronto with Paul and the rest of the media. Hi, everyone. What did you think about Owen in his first game and the way that he handled the entire situation? He, he was great. And that's uh, he tremendous job. As I mentioned beforehand, I had no doubt he's rehearsed in his mind being in this building and in this league uh, many times, and it looked like it. Uh, he looked very natural from the drop of the puck. So yeah, he had a little fun with his uh, skate there, but he's, he's a very balanced uh, person, and um, I thought he was outstanding tonight. I had no doubt that you were going to put him in the starting lineup. It made sense to do it, but you had to be wondering how that was going to go. When that 30 seconds was up, what were you thinking? Yeah, honestly, I have no anxiety with him because I've watched him play so much. He is, he is, and he's a number one pick overall, an elite player. So I honestly, he has such a calm to him and such a presence to him. You see his ability to almost slow the game down around him. you know, I've, I've watched that in him, that presence in him for such a long time. And, um, you know, I just knew he would he would get a feel for the pace and everything right away. And he's had some experience, too. So he, he's been in the men's world championships. He's been in the Olympics. So he's had, he's had pressure on him that he's had to uh, respond to, and he's responded to it. Um, but he has such a good feel for the game and time and space that that's why he has a calm. So the game is less of a stress to him than to others who see the game in situations as random. You know, he'll hop over the boards and see patterns and pick up patterns as all the, you know, top, top players do in any sport. And uh, he looked comfortable as a result. So, no, since the game he had, I mean, he had Mark Giordano and Norris Trophy winner and Matthews bearing down on him, and he just calmly broke it up. I mean, 
the, not to make you repeat yourself, but the poise he had on that play. I mean, yeah. just I mean, what does that tell you? Yeah, he's comfortable that you know. Again, he's internalized. He knows those options that, that that they have on that on that rush, and so you see the calm in him. It's not. Uh, but again, he's he's. Um, I know he's put a lot of work in. He watches a lot of hockey over, you know, these, these guys are these elite players all over the league and all over this ice sheet tonight, you know, on their team, on our team. These guys study the game as kids, uh, and, and uh, that gives them that calm, you know. And, but, but, yes, it was super nice to see. I can tell you that. Uh, was I surprised? No. Was I happy? Extremely happy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, pretty excited to finally get him here. And uh, let's face it, Yokoharu was unbelievable. Uh, what a play he made to break up a similar play, and we go down and score. I think we made it three to one at that point. So, you know, he he. The, when you get groups of guys like that with the skill, they see that in each other, and it, it inspires and motivates the guy next to him. And uh, I thought our young core tonight on defense was outstanding, being Samuelson, Dalene, Yokoharu, and, and Owen, and Bryson and, and Fitzy were great too. So we went with that young decor to see how they would respond to this building and that situation and nowhere else to look but within that group, and I thought they did a nice job. I know it wasn't sort of all of your, your choice, but you had them out for a bunch of off defensive zone starts against the Matthews line, had them out a lot against them. Were you comfortable with that matchup? Uh, Very comfortable, yeah. As far as, uh, yeah. yeah like, Very comfortable. And... and you know, that's not to say that mistakes won't, won't happen. I mean, you have Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and Tavares, and, you know, they they're, they can force you into mistakes, and they're going to take advantage of mistakes. So it's not – we don't put these guys out there saying, you know, we don't fear the mistake. We know our guys are going to learn from it. So, you know, we want to get them against top players in, top, in key situations, knowing that these are guys – they're going to be here for a while, and these, these are core guys for us. And – we know they'll be able to acclimate them, I and athletically, they're 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 picked where they were. They're in the NHL at the age they are. Uh, we we want them against top players, and and if they make mistakes, we know they're going to become better because of it. Because they can, you know, recalibrate, acclimate. Uh, so no, I wasn't concerned with it at all. There was no sheltering, like it just didn't seem like. No, we had that plan going in. There was a plan. We were we we will not do that. We haven't done that with a lot of our young guys, and you know, it's it's just a approach we take and. You know, it's where we're at as an organization. We need these young guys to take this this team and franchise over, and um, we have tremendous support with two players that played unbelievable tonight, were Ocposo and, and Gergensen. And you know, you you surround them with the right people, and we feel very confident in that group, the older group we have around here, Craig Anderson and that TV timeouts. He's coming over. He's talking to guys, saying the right things. So. You know, we, we, we don't need a lot of older guys when you have the young talent that we have. And uh, it's they've been very complimentary. They, but, no, we need to get the guys in those situations. Obviously, this is so much about power, but I don't want to underplay. You just rolled the Leafs three times in a row. How significant is that for this organization? Yeah, it, it's. Um, I guess it's great. Uh, it's great to win. You know, there's no question about that. Um, you know, you've got to keep it in perspective, though, Mike. Um, you know, we played really well. Andy played great. Um, you know, it, it, this sport, it could go the other way. So I, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, we we did anything to the Leafs. You know, we won games when, when we could. We got some bounces, you know, tonight, and we took advantage of breaks the other way. And, you know, tonight was our night. I felt, you know, the same. We just went on a road trip. Maybe there was a game there we could have won. We didn't get some bounces uh, and played well. So I don't know that it's, you know, we've uh, done something, you know, masterful against the Leafs. Uh, it's worked out. 
and uh, we've worked hard and we've got taken advantage of breaks we got. And the defensive mistakes against that's the second best scoring team in the National Hockey League. In those three games, didn't you kind of limit the defense? Our guys were extremely dialed in to that objective. Yes, I will absolutely give our guys that credit to uh, you know defend hard and quick is is what we would talk about. And our, our guys were and and collectively, you know, as a group. And there's there's no doubt we're, we we had a heightened awareness and respect for that group over there. It makes makes it even easier as a coach. You know they they know uh, nobody wants to be embarrassed out here. And uh, you play a team that explosive, you know you have to buckle down. And and we we did the last few times against them. It certainly wasn't Owen's first time up against NHL caliber talent, but this was your first sixty with him fully. What's the quick evaluation? What did you see tonight? And what's next to work on? Yeah, I don't know that there's anything to work on as far as, you know, we want to just get him into situations like I spoke of and, and let him, uh, then we'll then we'll see what we may have to, you know, put in front of him and talk about. Uh, but, you know, it's about gaining experience. And I did love his game tonight. Um, loved that he had calm. You know, we want to support these guys so they have that calm so we can see them in a, in a, in a calm but, you know, assertive or competitive mindset. Uh, you know, and and I thought uh, that objective was met by by him. Uh, he played he played his game, and I just spoke to him after, and he he critiqued himself. Uh, there were things he wasn't happy with, and I just got a little smile on my you know on my side. Uh, you know, but he he knows how to self-assess pretty well, so he can correct really quick. Thank you, Billy. Okay, there's Sabres head coach Don Granado following the 5-2 Buffalo victory. So you heard from Owen Power, you heard from Alex Tuck, you heard from Don Granado. Uh, we'll have all that up in our on-demand audio section if you may be just joining us here on the postgame at WGR550.com in just a little bit. 5-2, uh, Sabres roll the Leafs again. Let's bring Paul Hamilton in now, live from Toronto. Just get a couple of quick thoughts from Paul here. And Paul, obviously uh, the Owen Power debut will still be the major storyline from this game uh, looks like a lot of positive remarks uh, from his his teammates and his coach. Uh, what were your thoughts on what you saw from number 25 for the first time? Well, he told his coach about some mistakes. I didn't see too many, to be quite honest with you. I mean, I thought he did a, he did a phenomenal job. But I don't know if that should be surprising. You know, uh, he just has been around big games before. And as he said, when you heard him say, well, yeah, I was a little nervous, but because he's confident in what he knows he's the number one pick for a reason. If he's being totally honest, he probably knows he should have was and should have been the number one pick overall. There's a reason for that. And it's the way he plays and the way he handles himself on the ice and off the ice. And uh, even the first shift, they win the draw back to him. Very nice pass up by Sigurdsson's pucks in. And then they wound up getting a penalty. Uh, Toronto did. But it's just because no hesitation. Puck came right to him. No panic. Oh, my God, this is my first NHL game. And 1.3 seconds into it, I have the puck. It was just, I have the puck. Up to Gergensen's in penalty. Let's go on the power play. And that's just kind of the way he is. And that's the poise that he has. And as Granado said, you know, he wasn't worried at all about him because he knows him. He's, you know, had him. He knows him very well. And, uh, you know, he, he wasn't worried at all putting him in matchups or he wasn't going to baby him. And that shouldn't surprise any of us because I don't think he's babied anybody. 
you know, it's like, this is the NHL. Okay, we all know we probably aren't going to make the playoffs this year. So, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to put you in the fire, and we're going to put you in all situations because we need to know you can do it, and we think you can do it because you guys are all high-end players and are going to be even getting better, and how do you get better? Well, by playing those situations. I mean, I had somebody write me today that Bryson's awful, I'm done with it, I'd rather see Pesic and Miller. And I'm just, like, banging my head on the, on the counter going, what? You really think that the rest of this season is about playing 30-year-olds? <laughs> really? You think that's, <laughs> yeah. what the, well, that's what the rest of this season should be about, is playing 30-year-olds because you're aggravated. But then, by the way, Bryson did not play poorly tonight. You know, I'm sure he had some mistakes along the way, but he wasn't bad. I mean, they had a really good defensive effort. He was part of it. But for some reason, this guy doesn't like Bryson, and he would rather see 30-year-olds finish out the season. And I don't know why. I don't know for what for. I don't know what you get out of it. But, you know, it just it just makes me shake my head. Yeah. And Paul, his uh, defensive partner, I thought, had a very, very good game tonight. Uh, Yoki Haru, I'm sure, provided some stability and some stress-free moments for Owen Power. But uh, I want to credit Yoki Haru on his own game. I thought he was excellent. Honestly, that might have been his best game of the year. I, I thought he was phenomenal. I mean, he broke up plays constantly. He also broke up a two-on-one, maybe two of them. He blocked some key shots, especially on the penalty kill. And uh, I, I thought he was terrific. And, he, you know, he's been good when he's playing with Darlene for the most part. I mean, people like to flash uh, these analytic stats at me, which – also include the beginning of the year when he was horrible. I mean, show me the analytic stats for the last two months, not for the whole year, and uh, they probably are better than what they were earlier in the season. I mean, has he been good every game? No. But certainly, I think overall, he and Darlene have been much improved in the last two months. Yeah. Paul Hamilton from Toronto, 5-2 Sabres win it. Paul, let's just go through the game-winner sequence. So Skinner turns it over. Goes on a two-on-one for the Leafs. Yoki Haru breaks it up. Then it goes back the other way. Tuck eventually with a nice little spinorama. He finds Skinner, who makes up for the turnover with the brilliant shot, and that's the game winner. I mean, there's a whole lot just in that back and forth and back that it eventually led to the game winner. And you're being kind saying you only turned it over once that shift. <laughs> I mean, he, that's true. He did it of, earlier, and that's it was twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And but that's you know him being better this year. You know, all right, you make a mistake. What are you going to do about it? It's not all right. It's not the mistake itself. The mistake itself is is bad enough. But what are you going to do about it now that the mistake is made? What are you going to do to try to get that puck back that you just gave up? That's what impressed me about the whole situation is that, all right, you turn the puck over more than once, but by the end of the shift, the puck's in the back of the Toronto net because he worked hard to make up for that mistake. And that's what they, that's what they preach around here. It's not like, okay, and I thought they had bench crabs and that horrible giveaway that almost turned into the Leafs' third goal. I mean, because he didn't play his next shift, Cousins did, but he was actually juggling the line after that. And I, and, I, and I thought as I was tweeting, it's like, this isn't like him. I, he's yelled at Krebs before, but he normally doesn't bench him. And it wasn't like him because he didn't. Next shift, 
he was out there, but just with a different line. And that was a monster save by Anderson, Paul, after that giveaway with 9.22 left. I mean, that if that gets it to 4-3 with still nine minutes to go, you know there's a lot more uh, nerves on the Sabre bench going the rest of the way. Plus, you get this building into the game. You know, and that's the thing. They, they kind of got the building into the game with that second goal, but then the Sabres got through it, you know, and, and didn't stop playing their game, didn't back off, didn't sit back and let the building really get roaring. I mean, Austin Matthews coming into the game at 51 goals in 50 games, only one of them is against the Sabres. You know, in four games, he only wound up with a goal and an assist. I mean, they did a phenomenal job with him and the rest of the Leafs. That's the second-best scoring team in the National Hockey League. And look what they did in those three wins against them. I mean, and that just gives you a taste. I mean, they don't do it consistently. What did they? What have they given up? Nine goals in the last two games, something like that. I mean, so that's when they're going to become a good team. Is when they can bring that game most of the time, instead of some of the time or half the time. If they can bring that game most of the time, and then bring better players in, like Quinn, like Paterka, like Lukanen, like Levi, like Portillo, like Johnson. You know, that's that's how this team's going to get better. Yeah. Okay, Paul. Well, fans can see Owen Power in person on Thursday. That's when I'll see you next. Great job in Toronto these last two days. And uh, I'll see you Thursday for the Blues uh, down at KeyBank Center. Looking forward to it. Take care. Okay, Paul Hamilton from Toronto. Sabres victorious 5-2. to two. Uh, Sabres just tweeting out a, a video of uh, at the end of the game, TJ, you know how they give out the saber, the sword now, I guess, to like you know the player of the game after wins. Oh yeah, so Love that. they presented it to Power. So it's on the Sabers Twitter handle, and uh, he took you know the protective covering off the sword. Let's not injure him right right away here. That's right. That's, that's right. right. He's sitting next to Darlene, by the way, in the visitors' room. So I thought that's and now is that was that on purpose or is that numerical? Twenty five. I have next to see 26. the rest of the room. I would have to think that might be numerical. Yeah. I'm trying it's, to think of how the normal room is set up, but yeah. Although they have, it looks like all the D might be together. I don't know. You maybe you'll be able to see it better with your younger eyes than me if, <laughs> if, if it's done numerically or not. But uh, nevertheless, cool moment for him that uh, he gets that and uh, everybody applauds in in the locker room. So cool stuff there. Okay, TJ, that was fun. I always enjoy these games against the Leafs. Even the even the ones they lose, they lost one earlier in the year, but it was a 5-4 to four loss. It's always entertaining, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, go back to post-lockout when the Sabres dominated the Leafs for all that time. And here's what... Though here's what this 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 Sabres Leafs thing has been lacking. When the Sabres were really good going to the conference finals, the Leafs were were garbage. The Leafs have been very good over the last five six years. The Sabres have not been good at all. The last time they were both good, that was what ninety nine. They met in the Eastern Finals before the Sabres eventually went to the Cup against Dallas. But it's been a long time when both have been good. Now, as of late, clearly that's on the Sabres that they've got to kind of get up to the Leafs level, but. How much fun would it be if these two teams are actually in a race in the division or actually somehow meet in the playoffs? At least in the current format, even though I hate it, you play within the division first. How cool would it be if it was like a two-versus-three Buffalo-Toronto 
thing going on. Who knows? Maybe next season we'll get it. I know I'm looking way ahead, TJ, so you can stop me here, right? <laughs> I mean, you can keep going. I, I think it's fun for, you know, for once we're having a fun end of the season with this team. It's been a while since they've had a good March or anything like that, and we're in April. And, you know, it's 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 it's, it's to that part of the year where, where it's not – where we used to get, like, a little, like, okay – you know, they're not performing well. We just need to get to next season. And now it's like, we need to get to next season, but I'm really excited to talk about it. That's right. Yeah, usually at this point, we're all like, oh, let's, get, let's end this. It's been anything but. The most inspiring hockey has been at the end. This last month and a half has been really fun to watch. I think even Obviously, Kyle Pozo said it himself. Like, we, they, yeah. I don't want the season to end. I mean, I want it to end so I can get to the next one, but this group is i feel like it's really re-energized the the area into hockey it's they've they've really found a way to sort of tap into what they're all about and and help people buy into that and i think that's really cool yes considering what a hard job it was i mean after the eichel trade and you know a lot of fans have like that's it that's the last straw you know like and they're they're winning people back for sure real likable group real likable head coach and uh that goes a long way. Look at, I mean, I don't think every fan is going to sit here and say, I need the Sabres to be number one in the NHL every single year. Otherwise, I'm not a fan. Like, I, I doubt that's what this this city is about. If you play hard and you, and, you, and you feel like the coach and the GM are doing everything they can to try to make the organization the best possible, then you pretty much have 100% buy-in from Western New York. That's how it works. Um, but for a while, that wasn't the case. But now you have a team that's likable, that does give, at least it feels like, effort as much physically possible as you can for a hockey team. And you've got a coach that seems to connect with fans, with players, with media. And, you know, that hasn't been the case for a long time. And that, that's a big piece. I mean, think about it. Going back to the days when the Sabres were good, likable players, respected and played hard for their coach. The coach seemed to have a good rallying cry. Liked by the fans, liked by the media, in the sense that, like, how they wanted their the message to get out, how they wanted the team to be viewed and perceived by the public, uh, was was spun in the right way. And I feel like it's it's getting back to that moment now. Just obviously, the winning on the ice has got to be there for an entire season. I think for everybody to get back in, but it's a good start. And you're right, it it uh, it's it's too bad that you can't say, okay, let's let's put the reset button right now and let's see if you know if the season would start over if if they really could make it but uh the lavas have to wait till next october all right for now though we'll say good night and then we'll talk again on thursday chance to see owen power in person i'll be excited to do that you can too it's at keybank center sabers and blues as we put a wrap here on our post game show I want to thank tj luckman you just heard from him our network producer tonight thank you tj kyle powell on our social media Paul Hamilton, our reporter in Toronto all day. Thank you, Paul. Show up on the Bulldog on the pregame. And, of course, our great game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. My name is Brian Colziel. Thank you for listening. Final score from Toronto, Sabres 5, Leafs 2. We'll talk to you on Thursday night. Sabres and Blues from downtown Buffalo. More on Owen, Owen Power that night, of course. Right here on the Buffalo Sabres radio network. Good night, everyone.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.